Wild Loner, a sentimentally comedic podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wild Loner. I'm your host, Jenna McGilvery, and I am here actually by myself today, which is the real loner part of this situation. <laughs> um, the truth of the matter is I recorded a podcast with Josh last night, and I was feeling really uncomfortable with the content that I created with Josh because I hadn't been feeling the greatest this week. And I had recorded a few times with him yesterday and just wasn't feeling confident and comfortable with the, with the, with what I had created. And, you know, I wanted to be honest about that and just how that feels to kind of put pressure on yourself and put pressure to be a certain way or achieve a certain goal. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. And yesterday was one of those days. And I frantically called Josh this morning and said, you know, I'm just, I'm not feeling comfortable with the content that we we created yesterday. And what am I going to do? And he's on his way to do a little road trip and he's on his way to catch a flight. And so he's like, you know, I don't have time for this. And um, I totally understand that. And so I uh, wanted to do just something on my own to be open and honest about that and talk a little bit about what I've been kind of thinking lately and some stuff that I've written down, um, just kind of journaling my own thoughts and feelings as of late. So I wrote this little thing because I was talking to my friend about this kind of state of existential crisis. And I know that Josh and I actually had referred to this in one of my most recent podcasts. And I think, again, you know, we've definitely talked about COVID and how COVID makes people feel right now. And I think that isolation feeling and just feeling kind of crappy in general. And, um, you know, it's affected a lot of people in, in general and my friend and I were talking about how it's just like the state of kind of existential crisis and just how that feels like we just, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where we're going. Everything kind of seems a little bit hopeless. I know a lot of my friends are really struggling with staying at home and working from home with young children at home and the stress of that. And I can't even comprehend that kind of stress. Um, I know I myself feel extra isolated uh, being home alone all the time and not interacting on a social level um, to the level that I normally would. So that that has really affected me personally. Um, and again, I know the effects that my friends have had. And and then it's for other people who haven't shifted that much, you know, I'm going to use the example of my mom and her husband, and it hasn't shifted that much for them personally, but it's shifted in the sense that they have to see their children kind of go through this stuff um, as adults. And I think that's really hard to see as well. So um, yeah, just a little something that I wrote last week, I'll read to you now. So I titled it Existential Crisis. Uh, I mask everything with humor, which works well for me for the most part, but sometimes these rare times I need to be honest and feel what I'm feeling. It usually happens when I'm alone. I always feel the sadness for people who are really alone, but maybe that's feeling sadness for myself. I feel sad when a song chorus doesn't follow a pattern I expect or feel brings me on a path I was led on by that band. I fairly consistently feel a looming sense of guilt for potentially hurting someone at some point in my life. 
mostly people that truly matter to me and people I love deeply. I want to write well. I write well at times, but I want to be better to explain what I'm thinking in a romantic and eloquent way that makes people both smile and tear up and think, yeah, I get that. And I want to know that these people exist and that we aren't just all these bots on the internet with filtered faces, sucked in stomachs and smiles on our faces when inside we're fighting our suicidal ideations or feelings that no one has ever truly understood who we are, including ourselves. And funny enough, sorry, that's the end of that little sequence, but funny enough, last night when I was uh, fiddling around with Joss trying to figure out what to record, I found this journal in my desk and I flipped to a page and it was (laughs) when I coincidentally was married to that guy who I referenced in an earlier episode, Peter, and I was talking in the journal entry about um, feeling very disconnected and unloved and, um, just misunderstood. And I remember that specific day and I left that journal out for him to see. And he actually, I think knew that I left it out for him to see and he picked it up and he made an entry in that journal. And it was like completely solidified the thoughts and feelings that I had that, you know, he didn't get me. He didn't understand me. And again, I was 21 at the time, so I was kind of always looking for this kind of attention and to feel understood. Um, But that was, yeah, a weird kind of feeling for me then, and I guess it still filters into now. And that was essentially the whole creation of the podcast to begin with, was that feeling of loneliness and isolation and how that truly feels. And I think as I get older, I'm more comfortable with it. I'm more confident being alone. Um, I think that, you know, as of late, I've heard from a lot of people that I know that are really struggling with this isolation and feeling quite alone. And, you know, some of my friends have admitted to me that they struggle going to sleep because they're alone with their thoughts. And I would say that's something that I've definitely dealt with. And, um, you know, it, it is still a struggle, but I, I don't usually mask those feelings. And, it's very uncomfortable to go through that, but I think it's almost a necessary part of life if you want some personal growth is to go through those uncomfortable moments. And and that's what it is, I think, really is going through those uncomfortable moments, really addressing or assessing who you are as a person, what you'd maybe like to change, how you'd maybe like to grow as a person, how you can improve things, where you might be feeling these negative feelings and how to counterbalance those feelings. I think sometimes, you know, like when I read that little excerpt of what I wrote, um, it's these feelings of guilt. And it's like, where do those guilt feelings come from? Is that coming from a place of legitimacy? Have I truly hurt somebody? If so, then how do you mend those fences? Um, Or is that just more of a feeling about something that you're dealing with yourself? And I think sometimes it is stuff that you're dealing with yourself that you can't quite put a finger on or compartmentalize and you're putting it into a different category because you can't really address what's going on. <laughs> Am I just bobbling? This is the time that I would love to have Josh here because he would, I would say right now, what do you think about that, Josh? <laughs> and that's the beauty of having other people to talk to, right? Is actually having somebody to validate your feelings or tell you, you know, your complete, um, fool or you, you know, don't know what you're talking about or you're being too hard on yourself or anything like that. And so really, I think 
the point of this is that we're really dependent on ourselves, I think, for these moments. And that's an important factor is that we are dependent on ourselves. And really, the only person who we should be relying on to give us validation is ourselves. Ha <laughs> ha, go figure. So continuing on with that, I think for this episode, I'm going to read a couple entries of mine, um, ready to entries, little mini, mini, mini essays. <clears throat> this one's called Time. I recently found an entry I had made in a journal of mine from 2015. It is relevant to this post. Here it is. When I was 24, my boyfriend met me and listened to me tell him about my life with utter love and admiration. I saw it written all over his face. Not since he first fell in love with his mother did he fall in love like he did with me. Time passes and the reality of disillusionment creeps up on you. No longer are you 24 with the world at your fingers, but you're closer to 30 and the excitement of what was once at your fingers has blown away like dust. Your hands now tap cement, the cement of responsibility and boredom. The ideas of whimsy are replaced with the reality of time, and time, well, time is not on your side. This was written over two years ago, and I'm still processing the same thoughts. That paragraph was also written in the months after my dad had passed away, and was at a time I was heavily comp contemplating life, death, time, and existence more than usual. I still have a lot of the same thoughts. My thoughts related to the paragraph are about men and women who have passed that age of innocence and of the subsequent behavior and interactions as a result. I've thought a lot about my preferences for solitude and or company. I was consistently confused watching my dad struggle between wanting to be surrounded by people and simultaneously loathing the sight of another human. He would book trips to remote locations and then call me in a panic state, lamenting over how much he had hated his surroundings. I know it wasn't his surroundings he hated as much as his own company. I understand a lot of people enjoy being with others and just as many enjoy being alone. I have fluctuated in my own need for interactions. In the past, I really struggled between being with a partner in a relationship. Just as quickly as I became engulfed in the idea of having a consistent companion, I began to loathe the repetition involved in consistency. The initial infatuation feelings dissipated and I felt extremely agitated at the thought of spending any more time with that person. This was an extremely unpleasant feeling for me, and I imagined more so for whomever was on the receiving end of my Jekyll and Hyde demeanor. I would start as a loving, excitable companion, always sailing away on a future tangent, and when my sailboat crashed, I would take the poor soul on that boat with me, drowning them in their innocence while I grabbed the life raft for myself. Recently, I've recognized a change from the destructive relationship pattern I created. I have recognized that I do not get as annoyed by men, men that I date. I do not get as easily annoyed by someone's company. I attribute this to a few different things. One is that for the past seven months, I've worked on a boat in tight quarters with other crew. Despite personality differences and culture clashes, you must show up every day with a smile and a pleasing demeanor, both for you and your sanity and the sanity of those around you. You put your shit aside and get on with it. There is no time for bullshit. I still get agitated, of course, but I have learned how to deal with agitation in that context. I walk away when I can. I take time and space when needed. I think logically about my frustrations, other perspectives, other feelings, all of which can be translated to relationships of all kinds. Another way I think I've changed is that I have outlets for my frustrations in this anger. This is a big one. 
For most of my teen and adult life, I had extreme bouts of anger and frustration. I would get dizzy and have to lay down, scream, cry, punch something like a pillow, not a person. And now I don't feel like this very often. I'm getting my own needs met prior to letting that anger boil up. I'm exercising more regularly, trying to eat better, but above all the standard shit that people do or tell you to do, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. I'm going out and meeting people. I'm taking trips when I want to. I'm living a life without having to explain it to anyone. If someone should happen to come into my life and compliment the life I've created for myself, I plan to accept that. If not, I plan to enjoy my time meeting new people, exploring myself and others. I plan to accept what what enters my world and what does not. Now, keep in mind, that was, again, record, or written a few years ago, when I could still travel. What a nice time. <laughs> I guess what I should be saying is when everyone could travel, not just myself, we have all suffered. <laughs> so now I'm going to read a little entry about related to the pandemic. Um, I haven't written a new entry since 2019. I've had a lot on the go, as I know many of you out there have as well. In fact, it's the number one thing I've heard in response to any displeasure I voiced about what's going on in the world. Everyone is struggling with this pandemic. I personally detest this kind of response to any kind of feeling or emotion expressed by someone. Does it make me feel better to know that others are struggling? No. Does it provide any comfort to me or make me feel less alone in my thoughts and feelings? No. It's one of those blanket statements people say when they don't know what else to say, such as, it'll happen when you least expect it, or everything happens for a reason. It all sounds okay in theory, but it doesn't really address anything concrete, and what I'm left with after those idioms is a larger feeling of emptiness, a lack of connection, a lack of feeling. I'm not writing this entry to complain. I'm writing this because I want to send out a virtual hug to anyone that needs it, which I presume is pretty much everyone. What I really needed this last year was a hug, multiple hugs with genuine intention. 2020 came in like a tornado of cow shit, and that shit is still all over everyone's faces. For anyone who knows me or has read anything I've written, I cry pretty openly and am pretty in tune with my emotions. For months, I really didn't know what to do with myself. I lost everything I felt I had worked for and was left alone for months in my house, once again facing all of my demons. Let me tell you, it was so much fun. And that was sarcasm. I felt resentful towards my friends and family with partners and children whom they could be with all day. I had been in a relationship and was let down immensely, not because it ended per se, but because once again I had allowed myself to trust and love someone that was simply not worthy of my time or love, a person who could disregard other humans for his own self-gain and preservation. I was disappointed in myself for allowing this to happen again. However, it was also an excellent opportunity for me to do some serious work on why I'm drawn to this type of person and how to avoid it in the future. I remained alone for months and had a lot of really enjoyable moments and some very low moments as well. I can say proudly I am far on the other side of that and feel the most comfortable with myself I've ever felt. I simply don't want to waste another second of my time ever trying to convince anyone of my worth. I will never again be in that situation that I feel I am not valued or cherished for who I am. I feel cocky writing that, but also own that shit. Be proud of who you are and don't ever settle for less from yourself or anyone else. Am I perfect? Hell no. But I am a pretty amazing person when I choose to be around the right people. Who are the right people? The people that support you as you support them. The people that don't use you. The people that can communicate with empathy and warmth. The people that want the very best for you and do not do anything other than stand by and cheer you on. 
I've been vacant at times to my own friends and family, feeling I was in a hole I had to get myself out of without much energy to offer others support. That's when the isolation sets in, and it can be unhealthy, but sometimes also needed for a period of time, at least for me. I think a lot of people think others have it all figured out, and I know it's ignorant and futile for me to envy others that are living a life I think is exactly what I want. People have written to me and say how happy I look, and I have to be honest because I'd be a liar if I wasn't. Pictures can capture anything you want. I can have the biggest smile on my face, and most of the time it's genuine because I am a pretty happy person. But what you don't see is me laying in bed for hours crying by myself, feeling like I'll never have someone solid or stand up enough to be by my side, and I'll die alone with 10 dogs that will eat my body once I've been rotting in the kitchen for a month. But then I just think, if that did happen, I'd be dead anyway, so I wouldn't care. Okay, this has gone to a really dark place. (laughs) That was not my intention. I like dark humor. The point is, so many people are struggling. I have always felt and written about before that one of the main reasons people are in mental pain is a lack of community or connection, and this is even more apparent with this pandemic because all of a sudden, communities have been shut down. Individuals that rely on going to a food court to have a coffee and see their acquaintance while talking about the weather, imagine that simple event being removed and the impact of that seemingly simple event no longer existing. Instead of seeing a friendly face for coffee, Bob, in his late 60s, stays at home and doesn't have any other human connection. He longs to be in the presence of another human. This is one example, but what a lot of people have been experiencing is stress, loss, disconnect, and a looming depressive state of not knowing what the future holds. We want answers when there are no easy answers to give. My answer to my own pit of discomfort was a few things. I reached out to a lot of friends that think the same way I do, that were able to communicate not on a level of pity, but discussion that fuels the mind in a positive way. I opened myself up to speak with strangers through my social media to hopefully provide some comfort. I did some foster care work. I then went on a massive road trip alone with no real intentions. I had some amazing times and some times that made me question what the hell I was doing. But I really came out on top because I haven't allowed myself to lose myself even once. I felt pain, but I accepted it, felt it, and moved on, letting go of some things I really needed to let go of. It's a mission. It can't be dealt with by drinking or fucking away the pain or discomfort you feel. You just have to feel it and be alone. For me, that was my answer. I feel stronger for it. I still have no idea what the hell I'm doing with my life, but I know one thing. Human connections with solid people are what I will always move towards and accept. So for all of you, or anyone who may read this, or hear this, (laughs) you are alone, and it doesn't have to suck. And I offer you a hug that I can't physically give you, but you can literally or metaphorically give yourself. Take care, and know there's always at least one person who will give a shit about you, yourself. All right, so that is all I'm going to read for today, and basically... Yeah, this is going to be a shorter episode because, like I said, I'm just being open and honest with myself that I just wasn't in the right mind frame this week. Um, I had been feeling flu-like symptoms for the past week and just have been in bed watching TV. And so it was a real struggle to try to record with Josh last night. And like I said, I just wasn't happy with what we recorded. And uh, I wanted to be a little bit honest and 
have a conversation with you guys. Um, And this, again, circles back to the whole point of this podcast. And hopefully this episode has made you feel a little bit less alone and more connected. And if you do feel that way or you feel anything, reach out and send me a message because I'd love to hear from you. And uh, it means a lot when I do receive positive messages and I do read them and take them into account and I respond when I can. So um, I thank you for that. And I know it takes time out of your schedule to write me those things. So I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a great day. And I know this was a dark episode (laughs) in a way where it was very serious and there wasn't much laughter because Josh wasn't here. But sometimes that's okay. (laughs) 